0: The mob is Michael Douglas now. Like the mob is like this is it and you're all gonna fucking pay for it because we're in a mood. Well we are but in here's a the mood. thing the mechanism is and
1: that's what I realized, the mechanism is exactly like the flip side of the stand your ground law. Because all you have to say yeah. stand your ground is I just killed somebody. Hey, I was in fear of my life. Okay, I want something but somebody fired. I fear for my safety at work. Mm-hmm. That person's presence makes me uncomfortable, and that equals harm. Yeah. And no, but here, as soon as you say the that, thing. then you suddenly then you suddenly have all the you have all the 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 rights to go and band together with a whole bunch of people on Twitter to out somebody publicly to call them out and demand some sort of consequence for this discomfort you feel, this fear of your own safety you feel, this violence that really was just speech, boom, boom, boom it's exactly like the stand your ground law, except for people that just want people fired. They don't shoot anybody. (laughs) They just destroy their careers. I'm Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast.
0: These apes are not emotional support animals, and they fling verbal poo. Listen with caution.
1: Hey, David, I'm sorry, and I know this is going to be a shock to you. No, this is going to be a shock to you, okay? But I am going to initiate a Cancel David campaign. Okay, David, David Himmel? David Himmel, you are going to be... Cancelled.
0: What? Why? What did um, I do?
1: Well, well. Here's the thing: is you. I was looking through your Instagram. Now, think about it: is I don't have Facebook or Twitter, so I can't troll you. Yeah. Except through Instagram, and I can say that you were not, um, you were not as, uh, I guess, vocal. I mean, or visual. Mm-hmm. Given that it's Instagram, yeah. You were not very. You were not very visually supportive of the protests. As they were coming out and you were not very, you were not very, and, and one of the things that I have to say is I look at your, I look at your Instagram and there's just a lot of pictures of like a white kid. Just over and over pictures well, yeah, of a white kid. That's my son. There's I no. Post funny there's no pictures di- of no. My I'm sorry. There's no diversity uh, implied. Well, I don't have and any so, children and so of color. I am going, no. So I am going to have you canceled. See, just no. that you said what? that.
0: Just that you said that is problematic. And what? so I'm going to. I'm going to let the legions no. of, of Twitter. This is insane. Um, I'm not even on Instagram that much. I supported nope. the protests canceled. on Face. Come on. Canceled. Sorry. This isn't I'm right. Sorry. This... No, you're canceled. You're canceled. Yeah. Well, you know what. Fuck you and your cancel culture. I'm, you know what? Oh, see, I knew you that's what?
1: exactly what you're going to do.
0: You know what? I'm voting for fucking Trump. Trump is anti-cancel culture, and you just pushed me. <laughs> I get him. I get him now.
1: I get it him. It totally makes sense. You're yeah. suddenly on the Jordan Peterson route. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. did you did you see and I know this probably doesn't seem that make a big a deal it's funny it's it's <laughs> I think it's very interesting and what I think is really interesting is because I'm no longer a part of you know these social media platforms like as an individual I'm not like, yeah. posting and I'm not you know I'm, I'm not commenting and that kind yeah. of stuff uh, it is funny to see like news because it's one of the things I think is fascinating <laughs> is when is when real legitimate news makes what's going on on Twitter, like, that's news. Yeah. That's a fascinating... I mean, it's just fascinating to me as somebody that grew up without any internet right. know, as a kid. That that, that that now the news... I mean, I just have this image of Walter Cronkite saying, and now today in Twitter. Yeah. You know? I yeah. was like, who gives a shit? But, okay. So a group of uh, sort of... And, and the thing about it is they're not all conservative. Uh, there's a whole movement coming out. Um, that I think is very interesting it's once called persuasion if you go to persuasion.com it is there, uh, there there is a whole list of you know noted sort of contrarians and the way they put it is that you know years ago when there were three networks the major institutions New York Times NBC ABC CBS they were pretty monolithic and they were as as news organizations, tried to be as objective as possible. They yeah. tried to kind of show everything, right? But then after a while, the right decided that their neoconservative sort of perspectives were not being truly represented because there was a, a there was a counterpoint. So they didn't want the counterpoint, so they created things like the Heritage Foundation and then Fox News and this kind of so they created their own media. And the libertarians kind of felt the same way. It's like, you know, there's, there's counter-arguments, so we don't get to just say what we want and have no one disagree with us on our platform. So they created, like, Reason Magazine and, you know, kind of yeah. this kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, what we're seeing now is the far, far left saying, well, we're not getting it because there's too many people that say contrary things and actually debate the points, so we're going to create our own. And Twitter is very quickly becoming uh, uh, its, its own version of that. Well...
0: My they've gone into God. and they've
1: gone into the the collegiate institutions they're getting into the journalistic institutions i mean a perfect example is uh, one of the things i read that i thought was the most interesting was the idea that like the new york times and you know all these major bastions of fourth estate yeah uh, grandeur <laughs> right what they did was they went we don't understand the internet so they hired a bunch of 20 <laughs> year olds they, they hired a bunch of 20-year-olds to come in and, like, help them out. And now the 20-year-olds are fucking one by one just taking them all out. It's like, talk about biting the hand you feed. It's like, no, you don't do good enough. And they're getting them fired. For just like one after the other. It's he, fascinating. I, I, here,
0: here's the thing. I, I feel like debate or just conversation in general has become so difficult Difficult and so uh, exhausting. It's like every conversation you have is like having a conversation with the most, with with the grandest, uh, crippling bipolar person in the middle of their most manic moments. Like as they're completely breaking apart and you're trying to have a conversation with them like it's normal because you can't go too far one way. You can't say this and you can't say it that way. And I'm not doing this whole PC culture is dumb. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that when every little pause in your speech, why did you pause? Did you have to think about you, you saying people of color instead of Afro-American, you know, or whatever the, whatever it is, right? Like, no, I don't, mm-hmm. what, who? I just paused because I had to, I belched, you know? Like,
1: yeah, right? like it could be something that, as yeah.
0: innocuous as that. And I, 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 I'm, I'm getting to the point where I don't, <laughs> I don't want to talk to anybody, I don't want to listen because I get exhausted by, because if I, if I read something, you know, if I read an article in uh, the Washington Post, I'm probably going to try and find another, read, read another article from, even if it's NPR or the Atlantic or uh, sometimes I'll just check out what's Fox News saying about this. Like, I just like to make sure that it's, that get at least one other source on something but it becomes so exhausting. It's like it's like this. It's like when I was really into the Kennedy assassination, uh, the first Kennedy assassination, uh, the second, um, because we know that Joe <laughs> Joe was shut down um, in a conspiracy <laughs> um, went, headed up by Winston Churchill. Uh, sure. But anyway, that's a whole other yeah. Anyway, that's a different that's but a different when, assassination. When, when President Kennedy was assassinated, I was really into that. And like the more that I read, the more documentaries I watched, the more I learned. I felt like the less I knew, because there were like so many conflicting yep. opinions, or facts, or or nuggets here and there that made perfect sense on their own. Like it's why is like I don't I don't even know where to land on this thing. I don't even know where. All right. It's just well, let's. I'm gonna,
1: I'm gonna. I'm. I want to push something. All right. So in uh, Harper's Magazine, which is an international, it's a huge yeah. thing, right? Yeah. Um, a letter came out and it was a, an open letter to justice and open debate. All right. I just want, I'm not going to read the whole fucking thing. I just want to read two paragraphs because I think they're interesting. And, I, mm-hmm. and, and, and you know, it's like, okay, so one of the, this is the opening paragraph. Our cultural institutions are facing a moment of trial. Powerful protests for racial and social justice are leading to overdue demands for police reform along with writer calls for greater equality and inclusion across our society, not least in higher education, journalism, philanthropy, and the arts. But this needed reckoning has also intensified a new set of moral attitudes and political commitments that tend to weaken our norms of open debate and toleration of differences in favor of ideological conformity. As we applaud the first development, we also raise our voices against the second. The forces of illiterate liberalism liberalism, are gaining strength throughout the world and have a powerful ally in Donald Trump who threatens a real threat, who represents a real threat to democracy. But resistance must not be allowed to harden into its own brand of dogma or coercion, which right-wing demagogues are already exploiting. The democratic inclusion we Want can be achieved only if we speak out against the intolerant climate that has set in on all sides. Yeah. Maybe I won't read the rest of it. That's just the first yeah. paragraph. This... Effectively, this is saying that the, the environment right now, and there are plenty of examples. The funniest thing about it is when they mention, they don't mention cancel culture once by name, but mm-hmm. that's what they're talking about. Of course, yeah. But it, it, is, it is the idea that, you know, uh, and, and examples that are actually real world examples like Daniel Shore who is a noted statistician and a professor of economics. And this guy, I mean, this guy just got his bona fides, that he is very liberal and all this. Well, he tweeted. He didn't even say this is correct or I agree with it. He tweeted out a link to some research that demonstrated, in in and it's well-done research. This is not just hack journalism. This is not just an op-ed. This is actual quantitative research, but yeah. the gist of the research was that the violent, um, the riots in 1968, 69, 70, the, 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 as opposed to the nonviolent protests, the rioting is what pushed Nixon over and got him elected. And there, and, and and he demonstrates yeah. it with some pretty, pretty strong facts. Well, the, the idea that Daniel Shore tweeted this out, just like, hey, there's something to look at. This is interesting, right? He got fired from his fucking job Mm -hmm. because the Twitter mob jumped on him and decided that he was, right? Another example, totally, totally different example. That's like an academic example, okay? Here's like a a regular guy. This guy, he's got, and this is in, I think, in New York. I think in New York. Um, He's got this little bodega. It's, it's, I mean, everybody loves his bodega. He was very supportive of Black Lives Matter, all this kind of stuff. It turns out that his 28-year-old daughter Works for him. And the neighborhood, everybody in the neighborhood loves him. Until somebody unearths a series of YouTubes that his daughter made when she was 14 years old. Oh, at the
0: height of her intelligence.
1: uh Uh Uh-huh. That were racially insensitive. Okay. And because of this, he's lost his business because they mobbed him because he wouldn't fire his daughter. How racially insensitive were they? Well, I didn't see, and it doesn't matter. Well, it does to I mean, a degree. She, no, it's... no. She's 14 years old. She's his daughter. If if she got on there and was just inward, 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 she's still 14, and it was 14 years ago. Yeah, I was going to say, if she's down. inward,
0: inward, inward, and she's standing in front of a burning cross, like, maybe just get rid of your daughter for optics. You know? Well, you know, but, or, or yeah. something. Well, yeah. actually,
1: no. I take that back. He did. He did, in fact. He did, in fact, fire her. I take that back. He did fire her. Oh, and that wasn't but enough. He still, but he still lost his business. What enough?
0: Should he have taken her to the mount, the mountaintop, I, and and you know, sacrificed her to? The, yeah. You know, I mean, that, and that's so what I'm what it, talking about. That's like yeah. the hardest thing. Like you can't, in the effort to do good and like be a liberal and accepting society. We have yeah. overcorrected. And you, you and I and a lot of yeah. other people have been talking about this for years now. You, So when you you and I were te- t- talking about this and you asked me if I would sign that letter, that petition or yeah. whatever it was, I would absolutely sign it because I believe that we've overcorrected. Okay. And again, I'm not saying, let's just be 100% David, clear, I'm not David. saying that PC culture is bad. I'm saying that we've overcorrected and to destroy now, somebody for... If, you know minor insults or mistakes along the way as they've learned you know and then and the, but not giving them the chance to learn like re- rehabilitation is out of the question but i mean this is the death penalty right this is the death penalty well
1: okay now, here's the, here's a couple of questions to that because the arguments um that i read about online were not directed at the substance of the letter it was who signed the letter. 153 intellectuals, public writers, this kind of. It's who signed the letters, and yeah. probably the most angry and really just like almost manic depressive. What the <laughs> fuck is? They're just they're yeah. losing their shit. Yeah. Is J.K. Rowling was asked to
0: sign it, and she signed it. Well, J.K. Rowling is, of the well, last she wants of months, she wants all trans people to to die on her doorstep, it, and then she wants to take the meat and cut it up and cook it and, and eat it. Th- and yeah,
1: and right? the thing I think is interesting is that J.K. Rowling really hasn't been that transphobic. Now there are some things like her her pseudonym is Richard Gail Gailthrate, yeah, which is actually the name of the guy who created uh, gay conversion
0: theory. <laughs> so that's Why, maybe what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Is that I, just I, a, I read that. that's a mistake, right? Like she didn't mean I, to nah. do that. That's not an homage well, or, a, or an...
1: I don't know if it was mistake. I can't be inside J.K. Rowling, Rowling's mind, but that's just something that I thought was weird. But so you think she that she would making, Google? <laughs> maybe okay. so, but Let's I just think make sure this she isn't taken already. But what she has said Good online God. is is that she's <laughs> not anti, she's not transphobic. Yeah. She basically does not think that trans women get to co-opt the label women. And that is really her her biggest beef. And I've watched her go. I've watched her go through the uh, the what I call the Jordan Peterson track, where it's like I'm going to say something that's relatively uncontroversial, and and it's it's just kind of like it's basic biological fact. It's just, it's it's a simple opinion. It's not a big deal, like Jordan Peterson saying no, I'm not going to use your pronouns because not because he didn't believe in the pronouns, because he didn't believe that they should should be able to legislate it, and then all of a sudden the stridency and the screaming and the you're a piece of shit, and you're a Nazi and all that stuff. And eventually he just kind of moved further and further. Right. Yeah. I'm watching JK Rowling get further and further more pissed off at these trans trans activists that now she's, now she's kind of just fight back, which makes her look worse. It's fascinating. Anyway, would you have signed it? Okay. So I saw you, you get, you're a writer. Hold on. If you, would you have signed it? If, uh, if, uh, Carl Rove was also a signatory. Sure. Really? And you wouldn't have a problem? What if Richard Spencer signed it as well?
0: Ooh. I would... I would read the letter a second time closer. Well, yeah, you'd read it, but it doesn't change the substance of the letter. The letter is basically...
1: And that's my biggest criticism, is this letter doesn't really say much it's so vague and it's so written so that anybody could sign it with a brain is it's you know it's it's it, it, uh, I, I, let me I just got to read this I just got to read this one of the paragraphs. It is all now all too common to hear calls for swift and severe retribution in response to perceived transgressions of speech and thought. More troubling still, institutional leaders in a spirit of panic damage control are delivering hasty and disproportionate punishments instead of considered reforms. Editors are fired for running controversial pieces. Books are withdrawn for alleged inauthenticity. Journalists are barred from writing on certain topics. Professors are investigated for quoting words of literature in class, a researcher is fired for circulating a peer-reviewed academic study and the heads of organizations are ousted for what are sometimes just clumsy mistakes. This is pretty I mean this is pretty basic stuff. It's I mean anybody with a brain's like, "Okay, yeah, this is cool." The the big arguers against cancel culture say there's no such thing as cancel culture that it's not the death penalty, that it's not a witch hunt, that if you have a problem with cancel culture, then you probably are afraid you're going to be yeah. canceled, which is basically saying if you're afraid of a witch hunt, maybe you're a witch. We, yeah, Just, right,
0: right. Yes, and know, that's that's exactly. And It's crazy. I, well, here's here's what's happening is that like the there was a time in uh, what year was it? Nineteen ninety-eight. Where I was, I was a summer camp counselor, and I'm going summer with this, so st- stay with me. Uh, it was the last day of camp. My buddy Andy was driving up from Chicago to pick me up from camp, and while I was waiting for him to get there, I was getting drunk because uh, I was like still half drunk from the night before the last big hurrah. Of, you know, of all the, the the kids were gone, the big staff party. And I was getting drunk in the program director's cabin with a couple other counselors. And by the time Andy picked me up, I was fucked out of my goddamn oh, mind.
1: Oh, sure. yeah, no question. And I went
0: and said goodbye to the to the other counselors and the other staff that were there, including a two-year-old, um, this little girl, Morgan, who was the assistant director's daughter, who like was my little buddy the whole summer. And I was like, oh, God, I have to say goodbye to Morgan, but I'm fucking wrecked. I pulled my shit together, said my goodbye, got in the car. I get to my house. So like two hours later, two and a half hours later, Andy and I get to my house. I live next door to my grandparents. My whole family is at my grandparents' house. So I go over there and I've got to face my aunts and uncles and cousins. And I had, I basically like sobered up and I figured that I had gotten myself so drunk that I drank myself <laughs> sober. Like that was the only sure. way. Cause nobody was like, oh my God, David, why are you so wasted? You know, like I, yeah, I wasn't yeah. slurring my speech. I was totally fine. Plus, I was also drinking in the car on the way back home. So, like, so there's a lot of drinking going so on. So, yeah. the point that I'm trying to make here is that I think what's happened <laughs> is we've drank ourselves sober, oh, in my, a way. Like, yeah. we, we've gone the full circle, right? Like, I could sign a letter that Richard Spencer would sign. We're doing, you know, Donald Trump talks about witch hunts, which we're not witch hunting. Donald Trump, he's a fucking witch. He needs to be burned, right? Like, <laughs> he should be. He should be. Uh, yeah. Yes. But we are. We've kind of found ourselves in the same thing. The left, we've overcorrected. We are doing it's it's a it's a kind of McCarthyism, and I I, I hate to say that because it sounds we're in this age of if you say well the left isn't we're not McCarthy no we're not McCarthy but it's a kind of it's the same it's the same we're really getting close and that's yeah. n- McCarthyism is bad and anything yeah. like this witch hunts are bad. Uh, and just because Trump says he's getting, this is a witch hunt or whatever, it's not Trump. It's not a witch hunt, but witch hunts are actually bad. So I don't think they're, the thing is, I don't think this is the thing. But we're getting, we're getting so close to our enemies
1: yeah, you know, I, well, the, the thing, the thing the I extreme, notice is I think I think on some level the argument that that this is just about consequences for speech I get that argument, and I think when it comes to people in power, and I wrote about this a couple you know, last week, yeah. But when it when it when it when it's about you know taking people that have great power, I think there's a certain amount of legitimacy to it, right? But using this this incredible mob justice or power of the internet. And using it on just minor professors and people that own bodegas, but nothing else. And the thing that I'm noticing is, in my opinion, cancel culture is less about the consequences of the of that. The consequences are you lose your job. Amy Cooper gets a fucking law named after her and is going to be prosecuted, even though the guy that 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 fucking harassed her yeah. in the first place with the camera doesn't want her to. Right. You know. I mean, all this stuff. It's really not so much about the consequences, it's about, it's about who decides who is guilty of whatever and who gets to decide what those consequences are. And that's what cancel culture, where it gets really toxic, because I didn't vote for you, Twitter. I didn't vote yeah. for you, uh, right-wing or left-wing guy. I didn't, you, you, you're not a part of the legislative system. You're not a part of due process. And so for you to band together and say, we demand that Don Hall, as an example... Or David Himmel, get fired from his job and ousted, and his landlord cancel his lease and all this kind of stuff because he wasn't uh, as stridently in favor of black matters, and he keeps pic- putting up pictures because of white kids. Because my Instagram. son isn't tan enough. Yeah, your right. fucking kids white, so come on, <laughs> you know. And and the thing I realized was, it's the flip side. There's there's no law that I think uh, is more egregious in this country than the stand your ground law. Oh, it's wretched. Because it's, because the standard it's ground disgusting. law simply states you can shoot to kill somebody as long as you can somehow convincingly convince a, a a jury that you were legitimately
0: in fear of your life. I used to think about like when I'd go get a haircut or go to the dentist, that what if what if this barber or this dentist is having a really bad date? Their wife just left them, their kid kill themselves what like just they're at the this is the day that is the end of the rope and they decide you know what fuck it and the barber as he's like trimming up my neck with the straight razor he just slices my throat the dentist yeah. takes the drill and shoves it in my eyeball or just jabs yeah. it into my gum like then, they snap it's the michael douglas uh, falling down falling moment. down which and I, I love that movie. And I, it's a great movie. Yeah. The best when he, when he takes a bazooka and like accidentally fires it into like yeah. the sewer. <laughs> like... Into the sewer, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Um, <laughs> that movie couldn't be made today. It's not funny anymore. Well, it's, no, it's funny today. It's just that nobody has a sense of humor no. anymore. But I It's still just as funny. Like, I think that the mob is Michael Douglas now. Like the mob is like, this is it, and you're all gonna fucking pay for it because we're in a mood. Well, we are but in here's a the mood. Thing. The mechanism is,
1: and that's what I realized. The mechanism is exactly like the flip side of the stand your ground law. Because all you have to say, yeah. stand your ground, is I just killed somebody. Hey, I was in fear of my life. Okay, I want something, but somebody fired. I fear for my safety at work. Mm-hmm that person's presence makes me uncomfortable and that equals harm. Yeah. And no, here, as soon as you say the that, thing. then you suddenly, then you suddenly have all the work, you have all the, the the rights to go and band together with a whole bunch of people on Twitter to out somebody publicly to call them out and demand some sort of consequence for this discomfort you feel, this fear of your own safety you feel, this violence that really was just speech. Boom, boom, boom. It's exactly like the stand your ground law, except for people yeah. that just want people fired. They don't shoot
0: anybody; but, they just destroy their careers. But but here's where the nuance comes into play: is that if right. you're at work and you're feeling threatened or unsafe or whatever by Don Hall, you know, if I if I, I feel Don Hall's making making me feel really bad at work, and I, I don't I, like he's he's a bully to me, he's he's offensive. Oh, yeah. All these things. Oh well, yeah. That needs to be addressed to some degree. Does it mean that I need to go out and get you fired? No. Maybe you will get fired not because you're a th- like are you an actual threat to me? I don't know, but maybe just cuz you're a fucking asshole and you suck at your job and they need to get rid of you. But like these these issues wow. Well, but these but these these yeah. personnel issues need to be addressed. And that's why managers need to have people skills <laughs> because that's a manager's job is to figure out they're fucking. You know how shit. to handle yeah. this shit. How to parent their their employees. Yeah. And you can't just. It's like my dad when I was when we were my dad was always of the the punishment never fit the crime. Uh, there was a time when my brother Stephen was like seven, six, seven years old. He's a little kid, and <laughs> it was dinner time. We were making we had you know salad for dinner. Um, because we were wealthy enough to afford uh, fresh vegetables. Um, yeah, we've we've covered the ground where you were. Yeah, uh, that I'm, highly- I'm a privileged little honky. Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, and Stephen wanted to pour the salad dressing on his salad himself, and my dad said, "Let mom do it. You're gonna you're gonna dump too much on there." And Stephen's like, "No, I really want to do it." Da, 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 da. And it was like this dumb fight. I remember sitting there thinking, let the kid fucking pour the salad dressing on this stupid fucking salad. What? And my dad says, if you pour too much salad dressing on there, you're going to be grounded from salad dressing. So Steven takes the challenge. And what happens? He pours he too much fucking salad dressing on there, yeah. Dumps all of it, all over it. You know, and my dad was furious. And Steven was literally grounded from salad dressing. So for like the next week, he had to eat his very fresh, uh, pricey, but we could afford it, vegetables without salad dress. Like the dumbest fucking thing in the world. And I feel like that's what's Boy, that's happening. A is, yeah, right? That's a dumb is, punishment too. Yeah, that's a dumb punishment. We're grounding everybody. From salad dressing, because from they accidentally dressing. put too much salad dressing on But unfortunately, on <laughs> when
1: we ground them from salad dressing, then, the, then their employers go, wow, they're grounded from salad dressing? God, I'm sorry, you're fired. Yeah.
0: Well, but he, here's...
1: And then, and then they don't just get grounded from salad dressing. They get kicked out of the house. Yeah. They.
0: You cannot live Why? in this house Why? Because they poured too much right. fucking
1: salad dressing on there. That's oh, exactly Oh, and by what the happened, way, yeah. you
0: can't live in any other house either. Yeah, hey, you're fucked. Hey, uh... Oh, property owners, don't rent to this kid. He, he's I mean, not good with salad dressing.
1: I'm telling you. And so that thing, I guess <laughs> the thing about it is, is the antidote to cancel culture, the only antidote I can see
0: is to ditch social media. I think what we should do... Just ditch it, man. Is don't cancel me. Can't... Cancel Stephen Himmel. That kid needs to go with his fucking... You know how many children can't afford salad dressing and this kid's just pouring it all over the place? Fuck Stephen Himmel. Uh He... <laughs> Here's a so did you see Hamilton? About, well, let me just think, oh. I, I've got two more things to talk All about right, two on, more on, points. on this letter me. thing. The thing that cra- – I, I literally laughed out loud when I was reading a New York Times article about the letter. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, was a, it was a quote from Richard Kim, who's the enterprise director of HuffPost. Oh, <laughs> and I know. This, this <laughs> is says, the fucking best. He says, I guess on Twitter, uh, okay, I did not sign the letter when I was asked nine days ago. Because I could see in ninety seconds that it was <laughs> self important drivel that would only troll the people it allegedly was trying to reach, and I said as much. That first like oh the Huff Post isn't gonna sign a letter that says let's just well, have nuanced discussions
1: is, here. He makes he makes a point to say they asked him. Yeah. You know how they ask people to sign it? They compile the list of about a thousand names and just sent out an email. Which is I mean, my next like, point. It's not like they went to his fucking office and said, Richard Kim, you're so important. You're such an important voice. Well, Would you please read this and sign it? They just sent they, it they, out and said, "Would you sign it?" It was, said, a, it was a
0: PR it. list. They went. They went that's like poor editors. Would you who sign was in it? And of, yeah.
1: 153 of them signed yeah. it. That's it. It was a and mass. Kim, it was a mass It's email. not like they were begging Richard Kim and his brilliance. They didn't even know who the fuck Richard Kim is. He's a name on a fucking spreadsheet. Well, here's what made me but laugh I think about that's it: funny is that the Huffington Hurchy Post. Signaling.
0: The Huffington Post is to me the the opposite. Like the 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 negative the mirror image of uh fox news you know like it's it's like and it's all about shaming and it's all like look at how clever it's fucking rachel maddow look at how clever and smart we are right like ha look yeah. at these idiots like yeah they're fucking stupid shut up it's almost McSweeney's, it, <laughs> but funnier but way funnier than McSweeney's. but in like the wrong kind of way like you're we're punching well, you yeah. down by making fun of HuffPost y- yeah 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 so all here's yeah, the yeah, thing is that this mass email went out to to people like Richard Kim, uh, yeah. but if we're not asked to sign it, because I didn't get that email, like what does that I didn't mean? Get the email. So are we not? Are we not? Are we not actual writers? Are we not famous enough? And if we're not famous enough, which we're probably not, let's be serious. We're not. Yeah. We're yet. no. Yeah. Is this an elitist play?
1: Of course it is. No, actually, I would not say it's an elitist play. What I would say is they, what they did was they wanted to have big names and they wanted to have, I loved, I loved Malcolm Gladwell's perspective. This was, you say said Martin I, Gladwell? Malcolm Gladwell, Malcolm. I said, yeah. I didn't say Martin Gladwell, I said Malcolm Gladwell, um, We'll have to check. But if I didn't <laughs> if I said Martin Gladwell, then what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna edit it out. No no so that I so You're you look like the ass. You're done. I am cancelled because I called him Martin. Anyway. That's the tipping point. He's black. For you. He's black and, uh. and no black man was ever named Martin except for uh, that except TV for show. Martin. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, except for the T V show. Anyway, and the, um, and the guy it, that he, created somebody, in the com- somebody said somebody said I Martin signed Luther it King then I saw that I saw there <laughs> were a lot no, he's not black. That's not his name. His name's Mark. Um anyway. <laughs> It's Marking Luther King. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know what that means. I I don't know what any of this means. What I'm is trying this happening? Oh my
0: God! We're never. I'm we're trying done. to make we a point.
1: Dead. My point is that Malcolm Gladwell um, said somebody said oh, I signed all this, and then I saw who else signed it, and I was like, oh, I disagree with them, so I can't be on this letter. And Malcolm Gladwell was like, oh, I thought that was the point of signing the letter was to have to have you sign it with people that you openly disagree with, because that's kind of the point right. of the left. Which is why you know? I have no
0: problem with Karl Rover. I paused I, at Richard
1: but I Spencer. But <laughs> I don't think it's elitist. I think it's these are people with a massive platform. Yeah. You know, like J.K. Rowling. You can't cancel J.K. Rowling. She's got billions of dollars. She's, she's never, bigger than the
0: fucking universe. She's, yeah, she's,
1: she's like Joe Rogan. I mean, you can't fucking cancel him. He's his own boss. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, fuck off. But isn't and that what so, elite is?
0: No, I don't think elite is uncanceled. I, I think a lot of what the cancel culture is. This is the this is the 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 poor coming for the coming to eat the rich. And I and I like I support that. To I'm, some sorry. Degree,
1: I'm sorry. I'm sorry,
0: but a bunch of people going to Harvard
1: do not equal the poor. People at Yale and MIT and Berkeley. I'm sorry. They're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on their education i'm pretty goddamn sure they're not of the poor i said it was like it it's that mob mentality well, of going to get well, the robber like barons the, i mean it's like well, that but like it's, the like it's the poor the but if they're target. not poor yeah. if they're not poor it's not like the poor
0: yeah i think we need to focus our our anger and focus on the
1: mob on hamilton yeah sure so it came out on Disney Plus. I yeah. wrote a piece. I know you're writing a piece about
0: elitism because Disney Plus oh, is, you, but well, yours we'll, is all about elitism. You can read about mine that. Was, yeah.
1: Mine was all just about the fact that I really, I, I genuinely, and I, I, I finally have come to the point where I realize I am a rarity and that I really am genuinely a middle aged or older uh, white man who wants to be wrong. Who's looking for opportunities to prove himself wrong? Let's talk about the and, important thing here. And well, and I <laughs> and I really I didn't want to watch Hamilton when it came out what five years ago because
0: it was just like oh has God, it's it only too been it's five too years. It, it was feels 20... like Hamilton has been around no. as long as fucking cats. I was thinking it was like 20, 20, I don't know,
1: 2015, 2014. I mean, you're probably
0: right, but like, yeah, it, yeah.
1: Well, because the, the one on Disney plus is a 2016 recording original yeah. cast yeah. performance, you know? So I don't know. I don't know how long it's been around. I don't care
0: enough. Was, but when it
1: came out, I just heard it and I listened to some of the music and I went, nah, this is, I'm, I'm not going to like this. I got to
0: quote, and, I got to quote you from your article because this okay. cracked me up. <laughs> uh, Oh God, where is it? <clears throat> Hang on. Um, I waited, I listened to some of the music, and I was disappointed. It sounded like schoolhouse rock as performed by the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah, it did. That's, I don't it know did. why, but that hit me. That, so. that you know
1: the rap style, the rap style is very kid and play, and uh, it's all just sort of like uh, you know, it's very I, like so,
0: white radio friendly. And, yeah. So and, hey, I watched I like, it. The, Fresh Be- I like yeah, the Fresh Prince. I like the Fresh Prince. I like kid I, and play. Like rock on with that shit. It's all fun.
1: I like Schoolhouse Rock, yeah, but Schoolhouse I watched rock it. So I finally yeah. sat down recently because it came out on Disney and I watched it, and uh, and I did not, I did not like it. Um, it's not that it's bad; it's that it doesn't even come close to living up to the hype. And I wrote all about it. And you said, when I, when I said,
0: wow, I don't like it, you went, yeah, I didn't really like it. So why didn't you like it? Because well, so, you can read my piece. Yeah. So. It, it, here's the thing. So I, when it came out, I was like, oh, this musical everyone's talking about. Cool. Well, it looks like something that I would really like. I like rap. I fucking love history. Um, yeah, right on. Let, I love musicals. Let's, let's do it. But I didn't like rush to do the lotteries or any of that. You know, I just kind of kicked back. I saw it. Almost a year ago, we. Katie oh, and I, so you saw it live. I did see it live. Well, but not with. Okay. Not with the original cast. Not. I saw it yeah, in yeah, Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um But my, I think my mom bought Katie and I tickets to see it for our anniversary last year. So on our anniversary, we went and we saw it. And the best part about the musical was that I was there with my wife. And that is not to belittle that I was there with my wife, but it's just like the rest of the the evening was like. Okay.
1: I mean, it's uh, fine, it's not and, it's and not I, terribly I interesting. I, it's too busy. there are too many characters, and the only song that's worth singing is the fucking one white character and the whole goddamn thing, which is the king, and that's a I, good song
0: so my issue with Hamilton was that I struggled with what my issues were with Hamilton for up up until today. Um yeah. I was like because I walked out of it, and I was like that was that was fine. it was fine katie was Katie was moved by it, she loved it, and cool, oh God. I- I can't and, see how you'd be moved by it. I can't see anything about it that's moving. I don't remember what it was, when we talked about it at the time, I was like, okay, I get that. I get why you were touched by that. And I don't I for the life of me, I cannot remember what it was. I mean, other than was. the gimmick other than the
1: gimmick, which after you go, hey Thomas Jefferson's black, that's you're done. It's, it's very like, okay, gimmicky. great. Yes. 20 minutes into it, and it's like, okay, now what's the musical about? And what's
0: the music? And the musical I put it in. And, it, and so the funny. gimmick of In it, it piece, doesn't do anything. It just—it no. just changes the color it of just, the of the actors. Yeah. I don't mean the actors yeah. of like li- the no, literal of the, actors. Of I mean like founding of the founding yeah, fathers. The founding fathers. And that's it. Like, and it's sort of street
1: language, and that's fun and it's interesting. But because I don't, I don't get it. You, a, you that, don't
0: get a different point of view because they are people of color, you know. There's a black well, George Washington. That doesn't change, dude. It doesn't the change point the point of view. Point of view.
1: And it's... the thing that makes me frustrated is that that they're doing a two and a half hour musical. Um, you have a little bit of license to kind of fictionalize, but they're like three different songs that are basically, we weren't there, nobody was there, we yeah. don't know what happened in this history, so let's write a song about how we don't know what the fuck happened. Instead of, like, making a leap of faith or creating some character development, it's sort of like, right. we don't know what happened! Because Aren't we clever did, that we said it? Because Lin-Manuel
0: Miranda did, did take some cre- poetic licensing, creative liberties, to f- sure. f- fill things out. Yeah. So I'm, I'm 100% agree with you on it. and I agree so with, your, with your piece 100%. Uh, I thought the music was um Jonathan or what's uh, yeah Jonathan the King Richard um, Jonathan or Groff King George rather Jonathan Groff Yeah um who I think is a great actor um, his King Richard that is my favorite song I love that That's it, it's the only so, song you can sing it's so funny it's and it's so, singable it's 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 wonderful it and but I I love the music that was given to um the women the the sisters it was like the it was like really good it was it was like good motown not really good motown right. it was like okay it was mo- i went good Motown. let
1: me let me they test you motown this. girl groups uh, yeah yeah which let i let me love test you in this can you sing no any no. one no. of them nope okay now nope. let's take another motown black girl singing kind of thing yep can you sing little shop of horrors
0: Little shop, little shop of horrors. Exactly. Little, yeah. And
1: you haven't seen it. And that's the same thing. Yep. There's a melody. It is utilizing that particular sure. sound palette. It it's is a using point. a specific kind of... A, but the problem with Hamilton, is you've got these incredible female singers and all they're doing is like runs. They're, they're doing like scalar yeah. runs. There's no melody involved. So it just sounds like it's just posturing singing. It's and, like, let's see how good you can sing. It's
0: not good music. And I want to give credit to the performers because... They're incredible. I mean, I I loved the George Washington, I cannot remember oh, he was, the actor's name, but in, in, yeah. the, in the, the Chicago production that I saw, yeah, that dude was fucking rad. And I remember thinking, well, God, I wonder badass. what would have happened yeah. if he had been Hamilton. Like, would the show have been even better? Because I felt See, the this, Hamilton character was meh. And wait, before you go on, I have to say, Lin-Manuel Miranda, I res- like you said in your piece, I respect the fuck out of the guy. The dude is awesome. Awesome for what he has done for the undertaking that he undertook, right? Yeah. But there's always been something that I was like, ah, I don't, I don't like like when he's on TV when I see him perform. I, I'm just kind of like, yeah, I, is he almost done? Is is he? Can we get rid of him? I just I don't like. He has no charisma. I and that's what it is, and I could never put my finger on it. But it's just he's kind of like. He's just—he's not bad. He's not no bad. He's not bad. He is. But he's he not is middle of the road. Good. I'm only going to get
1: three out of five stars on America's Got Talent. Yeah. Good. And he's got that—that's I, I can't get rid of it because once I watched it, then I went back and watched some interviews with him. And he got it when he talks. It
0: sounds like he just drank a glass of fucking milk. That was funny. And I—I don't—I don't, I I don't love, know exactly what that means. But it's yeah. this
1: milky sound. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna talk like this. It's got this milky <laughs> sound to it, and I don't get it. And it's like, let me do
0: some rap but the but It's like I can't I can't listen to that. I just and I mean Hamilton it's just, it's to like, me that's just not good. After having seen it, and I I talked to my cousin, um my cousin Elizabeth, who is a I, I was she's smart, she is a, a director and a performer, and she's a musical like aficionado. And and her sister, Carrie, is a big musical person as well. And I said to them, I think at Christmas, or maybe it was Thanksgiving, I don't know, it was shortly after I saw it last year, and I said, I need to talk to you guys about something. I don't think I like a Hamilton. And they both went, what? And I go, I know, I know, I know, it, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I, know I know. hatred. Oh, my God, they love it so much. But I don't, I, I can't figure out why. And... Beth was, she. she's like, okay, I hear you, but try this and like listen to the soundtrack on its own. And then I did. And I'm like, yeah, I still. It's like, still it's just fine. the same. It's fine. It's two and a half hours of polka. But it's better. But, 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 the soundtrack but, but. is better than watching uh. it. I felt like watching it, like there was. Oh, I don't think so. The choreography, I felt like they just went, here's some moves. Uh, do them. You know, like it was just kind of like they were just like filling well, the space. Dancing, the, the thing is, the
1: dancing. What I thought. What I thought was the dancing was the dancing looked like the choreographer had had probably done break dancing in the nineties and then had a stroke and <laughs> sat and, and sat in a room for a long time and hadn't. Jesus. You know, like didn't have cable or anything. And then they said, "Hey, would you? Uh, we're doing this this hip hop this hip hop rap uh, <laughs> musical set in the colonial days. Would you?" And then, so it's sort of like. Quasi uncomfortable breakdance, and it just didn't really work for it. But that, the thing about it is, they were very energetic. I don't have, I actually don't have anything negative to say about the staging, I thought it was fun. I thought, I like the set. I like the way they use the set. I like the way they use the lighting. I like all that stuff. I thought the set production was fantastic. It was really cool. The costumes were great. Costumes and, and I, were great, I actually, yeah. thought, I mean, the, I actually thought the I mean, there are good things ensemble, about this musical. There are plenty Absolutely. Of good yeah. things, yeah. but it, the things that are not good is... It, you know, it's like the cast is good, the costumes, all this good stuff, but the things that are not good is the music, the lyrics, the lead star, mm-hmm. um... And the fact, that, and I put this in my piece, is like there are so many characters that they want to pay, kind of give give a moment to, yeah. that it's the equivalent of taking eight seasons of fucking Game of Thrones and saying, we're going to put it on stage in a Renaissance <laughs> musical and, and do it in two and a half hours. You're not going to like anything. You're going to get all the plot points, and the music's going to suck because it's Renaissance music, and who the fuck wants to listen to the... Nobody wants to hear fucking Renaissance, like, recorder music for two and a half hours for the same reason that I don't want to hear, like, light, we'll call it light-skinned rap. Um, I don't want to hear that. I want to hear, if you're going to do rap, well, that's what Fresh Friends of Bel-Air is. It's like sort of this, you even said it at the beginning, it's sort of like suburban white acceptable rap.
0: Yeah. It's fucking vanilla ice, but done... Well, Vanilla Ice I, was trying to be hard. You know, the, Well, the thing is even Will Vanilla Smith Ice went out of his way understood. to make, he even calls yeah. it out in yeah. Home Base in in their yeah. second album. Uh yeah. that like he's he doesn't want to do hardcore rap. He wants to have fun yeah. and make it and that's, accessible. And that's, and that's, that's why great. I
1: use Fresh Prince Miller. cuz even Vanilla Ice understood that you had to steal somebody's really good hook to make your song good. He didn't steal it.
0: Theirs is yeah.
1: dun dun dun, dun, dun. Yeah, Wait, yeah. Whatever the fuck that...
0: Whatever. Yeah. He fucking anyway. stole it. You know yeah. he stole I it. I know He's he stole it, yeah.
1: But at least, the thing is, the reason you listen to Ice Ice Baby... It's not because of all the the rap. He, nothing he does on that on that song actually makes you want to listen to it. It's the dun 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 dun, dun, dee dun dee. Oh, It's the fucking hook. It's the beat. There it's are the hook, no yeah, hooks absolutely. in anything in Hamilton. No hooks. There are no Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> it's like fuck off. Katie was I, singing
0: just, it because Katie Katie did watch it on Disney Plus and I watched part of it. And she actually like, had eh, things she was singing. What did she sing? I don't know, but I said, P- please, please, please don't. Was she rapping or was she singing? No, it was... Fuck, I don't even remember. That's how forgettable it is. Like, even... That's what I'm saying. The thing that my wife did yesterday that I was you like... Can't kind of. I can't... I can't... It's totally forgettable. Uh, yeah. But I also think that there's, like, there's the hype factor, right? And you and I are That's kind what of allergic. We're gently allergic we're to allergic hype. We're allergic to hype, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but there's the hype factor, so I, I I admit that when I went to see it, I was expecting to come in my pants every three minutes. That's what I wanted. I wanted and you.
1: you there was a Broadway. There was a review <laughs> of, uh, of of of. Uh, I just the reason you said that. I want to come every three minutes is <laughs> reminiscent of, it just makes me laugh is Neil Simon. When he came out with the odd couple on Broadway mm-hmm. and it's on the back of the same French plate. When you, when you buy the play is a laugh every six seconds. Yeah.
0: semen. And every six like, seconds. Yeah. Right. Every yeah. Se- And the
1: thing is, I think I, that's <laughs> probably not entirely accurate, but I'm sure that there's so many laughs in that, in that show. Yeah. That, yeah. But I think maybe, you know, some people would say Hamilton, you come in your pants every three minutes. <laughs> right. You know, it's like I no no. I I farted. I got a little gassy every three minutes. But uh, so I, was I bored
0: about uh, maybe like a quarter of the way through. And okay, I need to adjust my expectations, and that's fine. That's totally fine. Hype, adjust. That's cool. But I think part of what gave it the gravitas and the amazement. And I don't, I don't want to take any of the Emmy or the the Tony Awards away from it. Like, I don't, again, I respect uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Like, fucking, dude, you did it right on. Like, you wrote yeah, a killer you, show. You, nailed,
1: you made, you and it's made not, money
0: doing theater and nobody does that. It's not a bad show. It's just,
1: I don't, it we, just, we just don't not think nearly that it's as the good,
0: great, yeah.
1: It's not nearly as good as the But I think the, the what hype.
0: helped make it, what helped hype it up, helped hype it up was that, much like The Fresh Prince, uh, it brought rap to the musical crowd, which is a bunch of old people for the it's first a bunch time of white, Nani, It's a bunch of white liberal elites. My grandmother, Nani, did not listen to The Fresh Prince. I, I loaned her my home base album. She didn't listen to it. She didn't listen to I'm the rapper, he's the DJ. Didn't listen to it, but she loved Hamilton. And it, it brought like that culture. So I, in a way, it like legitimized... Like the hip hop culture to these people, Ooh. but like thirty years too late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In way a way too late. that doesn't matter at all, because again, it didn't. Sh- it didn't tell us anything we didn't already know. And yeah, and Mel Ma- really- Miranda has said like, I, I, my job was not to tear apart history or, or show the parts of history you don't know my job is to entertain you and he like and again I respect the guy because he has accepted all the criticism and responded I think appropriately oh, no. to it like I said I think he he is a person he's seems a stand up like dude one of the
1: coolest fucking yeah. guys around yeah. he still has that milky fucking voice and no chin and he's you know I'm but, sorry man, if, it's just not
0: happening if Lynn if you're listening if you ever want to do Bug House you're more than welcome like you're, you're God, good we'll enough argue. for the Bug House stage that's for sure
1: you're definitely good enough for the Bug House, stage. Although, could, think, you, could you just not drink a glass of milk
0: before you do your piece? Right, beer only. But I think, you know, yeah. this is, uh, and I think you mentioned this in your piece, that it's similar to Rent. Rent was another, like, game changer in the musical. And, and I th- think th- it's that's a That's another turd. good thing about Hamilton is that, g- great or not, this did change what musicals can be. And that's awesome. Right? Like no, it, over- it didn't.
1: It didn't. No, it did not change what musical can be. Because I'll be honest with you, Nick, you know who did this exactly the same thing but did it better. Who? Jesus Christ Superstar. It's exactly the same concept. What we're going to do is we're going to make a multi-ethnic cast. We are going to take a story that is as old as, as okay. we can find. We're yep. going to do our very best version of history and we're going to do it as a rock opera. That was done in the 70s and so much better. So don't yeah. tell me no, that that's, Hamilton that's changed
0: the game. They didn't change the game. It's the same exact thing. It made rap acceptable in musicals, I guess. Let's just give it that. Let's give it that little bitty fucking tiny See, I, little thing not I don't spooky. think it made rap as acceptable for musicals because anybody that does that
1: style is not rap. That's rap. That was rap in the '90s. Rap has evolved since then. That's like, that's, yeah. that's the equivalent of saying what we want to do is we want to we want to we want to make it punk and then using the music of like 1920s jazz because that was so
0: punk then. It's really so, what like, no. a lot of it is. Is just it's sing songy. <clears throat> You know, it's, it's very it's, sing-songy. And it's, it's which, again, talk, is not sing, new. talk or whatever the hell that is. Because like, that's, sh- it's William, Shat- William fucking Shatner did that. He made, well, well, what, of like, three is, albums that way? Bertolt
1: Brecht. <laughs> that's what Bertolt Brecht, yeah. uh, his musicals, are all done in Sprechsinger, which is exactly, it's just basically German rap. Yeah. So don't tell me that, that, that Hamilton broke that ground. What Hamilton did was it took... An existing story of white characters and replaced them with ethnic characters and then made the language that and the music that. But again, that's been done, that was done better in the 50s. Yeah. Can you think of the example that I'm thinking of?
0: A West Side story. West Side story. You're a jet all the way.
1: Which is William yeah. fucking Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet yep. set in 1950s New York with some mm. of the best. You you right here, you're not a big musical guy. I'm a big musical guy, but you're, I mean, you're musical, but I'm not a, a big I'm a, I'm a
0: medium musical guy. You're a
1: medium musical, but I'll bet you could sing five of the West Side Story songs right
0: here, sight unseen. Uh, here's some West Side Story trivia for you. I like it. What kind of wood doesn't float? Natalie Wood. That's 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 not you and my wife love the dad jokes. Yeah, man. You love the dad jokes. It's not it's a like, dad joke, it's a mom joke because my mom, this is weird, looks in yeah. a lot of photos looks strikingly like Natalie Wood. It's oh I know I've seen fucking it fucking yeah. weird. Um what you're missing on Facebook, by the way, quick parenthetical here. My mom posted a picture on Facebook today. She got a new haircut with bangs or some such shit, and she looks really. She looks great, and she's got her makeup on. You know, she's a former model. She knows how to do this shit. Except she doesn't know how to frame a fucking photograph, because she's wearing like a topless or a strapless sundress, and in the photo, it looks like the old girl's naked. <laughs> so she. Well then, this. then then I would suggest
1: to you that she knows exactly how to frame a picture. Or there's
0: that. Maybe you're right. See, yeah, you're right. You're right. Maybe she knows she exactly knows how to frame a picture. Uh, but the well, the other thing is is rent. I think you talked about this in your piece. Yeah, rent well, I just, is like I just, another.
1: I said it's it's okay. I I thought rent was uh, an un, an overwritten uh, or underwritten sort of turd. I think I thought ter- I, rent
0: was it's a terrible I musical. It, I listened to the to the music and like that the the music is far more catchier. There's only one song that's catchier. Five hundred twenty-four thousand. That's the only 7, one. Sing another song from it. Can't. Nope. Yes. Sing another song from I can't it. That's the only the song numbers, worth it. But I'm bad at math, Exactly.
1: So. The fucking pajama game is a piece of shit, and I know more songs out of that than fucking Rent.
0: But I feel like, and I haven't seen Rent in a long time or listened to it in a while. But I feel like Rent fell short of character development. It had like, it had fill your stereotypes, and they all do stereotypical things in the world that they're given and I think that worked and it resonated perfectly in the time that it was I don't because think it holds because they had a up. gimmick yeah. the gimmick was let's
1: take a Puccini a Puccini opera and update it for AIDS, AIDS. in New yeah. York and I think and that, that was okay because it 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 was fine, it but it's not great. Yeah, it's kind I, of it's kind of yeah. a bad musical. It's a bad musical. If this and this I can goes, think of
0: many bad musicals. This goes and that's right one of them. back to the 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 letter that we were talking about earlier yeah. in the podcast. Like, just because we don't like Hamilton doesn't mean or don't think that Hamilton is the greatest. Come in your pants every three minutes. Show doesn't mean we hate it. Doesn't mean we hate rap or hate Lin Manuel or hate the idea of colored people playing our founding fathers no, or whatever. We like our gimmicks, but there's nuance like there's just ah that's what it is and i it six was things. really hard for me to have the conversation with katie about why i didn't fucking splurge all over in my pants when i saw the show and i was like well maybe if you'd give me a fucking hand up, all right anyway all right Simeon cohort here's don and david with the six things you should do for the week so my first thing this week uh is a listen uh it's a podcast called uh thrilling tales of modern capitalism This is a really fun thing. Um, I've listened to two of them so far. The first one that I listened to is about (laughs) Carnival Cruises. So it's basically like the rise and completely fucking weird fall of of these gigantic corporations and Carnival Cruises. Um, I've been debating sending that episode to my dad and my stepmom because Patty, stepmom, is like a captain's level loyalist of Carnival Cruise. And she goes on like 90 Carnival Cruises a fucking year. It's insane. Um, But what's cool about it is that they're like 20, they're short episodes. They're like 20, 25 minutes. So you can like on your run, you know, every morning, just boom, bang that out. So uh, thrilling tales of modern capitalism. And mine is my first
1: is a listen as well. It is a podcast. It is called Truth Versus Hollywood on Audioboom.com every Friday evening. It is a critical look at the real story behind popular films that are based on a true story. From the tragedy of Munich to the fun of Goodfellas, you've got two hosts, David Shin and Joanna Robinson. <laughs> the
0: fun of Goodfellas.
1: I know. That's what I think it's... That's, I'm just reading their blurb. But they get writers, journalists, and people who are really there, and they they really kind of show you, here's the scene, like the fun of, of Goodfellas as they talk about the Lufthansa heist yeah that's not fun. Know, that, I mean, that, that, it's fun that,
0: for us as viewers but, but that's crime like yeah, crime yeah
1: that's crime but basically they because that really happened that's yeah. based on true stories right, so they right. go back and they say how much of this is like the way it actually was or how much of this was and they kind of break it down and that's the yeah. game they play and i just think i've only they only have a couple of episodes out but i've been enjoying
0: the so truth versus hollywood on audioboom.com cool my next thing is another listen another podcast it's called working uh, and this is artists, uh, writers, you know, creatives uh, just giving their opinions on the craft. Just, um, you know, it's I I had a call with a a, a kid, um, you know, a young guy who's who's got laid off from a job, and he's a writer, and he's done stand-up in Second City, you know, so he, we got connected somehow, and we just had a chat about the stuff of being creatively tortured, Employed. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so it's just, it's one of those things, like... Misery loves company. Here, here what, what, what can you learn from other people? Uh, it's interesting. So, yeah, it's called working. All right, very good. And uh, my second is a read. Read the letter in Harper's Magazine.
1: Just read it. It really will take you. It's one page. But read the letter and ask yourself, would I have signed this? knowing who's... Because they've got... I mean, it's Noam Chomsky, it's Malcolm mm-hmm. Gladwell, it's J.K. Rowling. I mean, there's a lot of names on this thing. It's 153 really
0: respected names and some that may cross the ideological aisle for you. The one that I loved about that real quickly was uh, Gloria Steinem. Yeah. Yeah. She signed it. Um, You know, Margaret... Uh, what's Mar- her name? Thatcher Mead.
1: Uh, no. Uh, th- the Margaret- one that wrote
0: uh, the yeah. fucking
1: Handmaid's Tale. You know what I'm talking about. Mar- uh Atwood, Margaret you. Atwood.
0: There you go. Yeah, she yep.
1: signed it. You know, I mean, it's like it's like you know, it's a, yeah. These Just are like the li- liberal
0: heroes. Yeah, you know? these yeah. are serious. So yeah. read the
1: letter and tell me and, and ask yourself: Would you have signed it, or would you sign it now? Go. And
0: yeah. then my last thing: if um, if you're fortunate enough to have Disney Plus, watch Hamilton again. Watch it. After listening to this, have we? Do you look at it any it differently? Influenced you, yeah, yeah. And I don't, and I, and don't I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to change anybody's mind. I don't no, care no. because if, to the point like of the it. letter, it's fine. You can love it and that's fine. I, it, I didn't come in my pants and I wanted to come in my pants.
1: Not once, not once. Um, and mine is a little bit out of left field because I read an article, just a brief, it actually wasn't a full article about this, but it was just like a section of the article about the movies of Paul Verhoeven and how, um, and how what he made in the 80s and 90s is super reflective that, you, that that the realization is that he really was creating satires making fun of the worst excesses of America. Yeah. Like really good. And so my recommendation is go watch Starship Troopers. <laughs> and and I want you to assume and I want you no, to assume. Come on. Yeah, yeah, what no, seriously. See, I watched it last night. Watch it again. The thing is it's a it's a brilliant satire. Um, and it is almost like if you just pretend that the bugs are the coronavirus. my God. I mean, he wrote about our... I love the way... What I thought about is it, like, okay, basically, he's created a society in this movie... A society, I mean, even in the history lesson in the beginning, it's like democ- so the social democrats, the social scientists ruined democracy. And now only, you know, the veterans took over and now we've run, you know, this kind of thing. It's authoritarian <laughs> dictatorship. Um, but what's interesting is it, it, it is the endemic of a society that's been created in this movie that only has one tool to deal with anything. And that's violence. That's the only thing they've got going for them is that everything can be dealt with the violence and they encounter something that can beat the shit out of them and they don't know how to handle it. And it, it really the whole movie yeah. is just watching people just get ripped to fucking shreds by these giant bugs. I mean, it just it's it is fascinating to watch it within the veneer of well Paul Verhoeven was sitting and saying you Americans suck. Yeah. Here's RoboCop, you suck. You know, here's Showgirls. You suck. Here's uh, Total Recall. You suck. Uh, here's, you know, here's. Love Total uh, Recall. You know, here's here's uh, here's Starship Troopers. You suck. And it's fascinating to watch. So I highly recommend. Just give it a shot because I know you saw it when in, in the '70s or '90s. God, to, watch it again. Watch it again. You will be surprised how much how funny it is. You know what? I
0: it's really just, funny. I I'll, I'll give it a go, but I think I'm gonna have to watch. Uh, Schwarzenegger's Total Recall first. Okay, that's fine. God, you I love that bugs. movie. You kill bugs good. Oh god, I love it. <laughs> it's so bad. You know, Sharon Stone is in Total Recall. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh oh, Denise, Denise, Denise Williams. Denise Williams is in <laughs> Starship Troopers. So don't don't try to whoop me at
1: one up weed with your titty oh my fetish. Oh
0: god. Elizabeth Berkeley is in Showgirls.
1: Um oh, I can't think of her name, but Dean is something. Is in uh,
0: Starship Troopers. He is like the best, like B plus movie oh, director. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing about it is if you watched what he did, he
1: really was. They were; these were just hardcore satires against the American way. And it's like that's amazing that he made these Hollywood films. Yeah. That were so satirical and
0: such a punch in the eye. I love it. Ah, oh, beautiful work. All right, that's the show. That's the show. Uh, I was gonna try and say something about Alexander Hamilton, but I don't fucking care enough. I just yeah. like I don't, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> My only hope is that this do podcast, do do do. this episode, is not nearly as forgettable as every song, as anything in, in Hamilton. Hamilton.
1: Like I said, tell me if this doesn't sound exactly like Hamilton. If you didn't understand English.
0: I, I think if that's I can do too that. much rhythm. I think that's too much action. Oh, I God. think that's so it, bad. It reads. I think that a lot of the the music reads like uh, like a Dr. Seuss book. When Dr. Seuss, if Dr. Seuss were in hospice, high on morphine.
1: Okay, very I, I'm slow,
0: very like... Mm, let no. me try so,
1: Let me try something. I want to see if this makes it suddenly culturally... Uh, okay. Our cultural institutions are facing a moment of trial. Powerful protest for racial and social justice. Uh, no, no. I can't even take the letter and make it
0: Hamilton-esque. Okay, yeah. I'm, and I'm bored and I'm not coming. I'm not coming right no. now, Don. I don't even have no. a boner. That's unusual for you. It's very unusual. You how many times I've knocked <laughs> my kid over? There you go. <laughs> See you next week. You can listen
1: to the Literate Ape cast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any place you find your podcast, Jones. If you enjoy listening to two white guys holding court, review or share the show on your own platforms, or throw
0: us a few bucks on Patreon. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com.